By the record, it's better when we record it. Wow! Wow! 
this.
Flies to the children, and he gives them a drink, and they get very sleepy and begin to wink. If you ask me, my darling, you'll go to the owl, and I'll tell it, Black owl, be a nice, kind fowl. Give me, please, for my baby, from your drug just Permitted. permitted. We have I employees in the bureau who are in their 80s. I've always been against retiring a man who are in their 80s. The longer a man is always been against retiring a man by ease. The longer a man is with us, the more valuable he becomes. Someone at the door. I base it all on that. Agent X, my 13, Mr. Who? What Get on with it, get on with it. Here is as yet quickly identifies uh, himself as Mar, Abel Baker. Good <laughs> Can I have uh, an I think that, on that? Certainly, we have no, uh, not up, not up to this point, uh, used any such offensive Roger. words as. Uh, Roger, can you get me? This is Walter. Uh, certainly, nothing here is as yet has happened to uh, mar the, the good taste of this. I, I think that certainly we have no, uh, not up, not up to this point, uh, used any such offensive words. Uh, chink. Uh, chink. Uh, Dago, uh, Dago, uh, Frog, uh, frog. When, uh, when they are referring, they are referring to, to champs, they are, they are really speaking about a drug abuser who won't reveal his supplier, even, even under pressure. Is that a chink or a champ, Bill? I have, uh, trouble, trouble understanding between the two, so I'm gonna have to go out in my, uh, I'm painting a love symbol, you know, on my, uh, police vehicle. Right, I'm not gonna change the black or white of the lights, but I'm gonna put a, gonna put a yin-yang love symbol on it and then go out and purchase. 27 grams of marijuana. 
a swell hobby you got there, Fred. Do you want to practice? Uh, we'll bet you guys want to before we go out on this. Sure. Should we run it down a little bit? Let's do your thing. Okay. Now, that's a start right off. Let's see. I'd like to domino. Right, ma'am. Okay, I walk up to you and I say, Hello there, son. Say, that's George. Hi, man. Say, would you individuals care to walk over to my vehicle now facing northwest going in a southerly direction at the intercourse of Highlands and Exterior Avenues? And there purchase, and there purchase 27, 27 grams, grams of illegal, of hashish. illegal hashish. How's my Mexican? Don't you let me
That's right, folks. The sisters are doing it for themselves. The sisters of perpetual indulgence. All the other sisters, the sisters, the nuns, and uh, in the women's month, I brought the wrong bank of records, but I had a bunch of stuff with uh, the females going. So let's hear it for Franklin Lennox. <laughs>
Team 
rises over my nose against this night cold empty room as wide as my throat seizes flows river a mocha memory from aunt Ora's kitchen she made it in the big tin percolator and poured the brew into thick white fist-sized mugs and put lots of sugar and milk in it for me and the other kids who loved it better than chocolate. As a neighbor woman used to tell her and us, it wasn't good for young colored children to drink. It made you get blacker. Exine Cervenka is an Aquarius, and in fact, today is her birthday. She used to live in Florida, where she wore platform shoes and disco danced in gay bars. She hitched a ride to Venice, California, and got a job and an apartment at Beyond Baroque. Eventually, she moved uptown to a basement in Hollywood. Since then, Half of Hollywood has been torn down, but what do you expect? As singer and songwriter for the band X, her television credits include Dick Clark's Rock and Roll Special at Knott's Berry Farm, Putting on the Hits, and the Jerry Lewis Telethon in Las Vegas. I was going to read some things from my sister that she wrote because uh, she died and all that. This is supposed to be pink champagne, but it looks like mold that grew on the page, fur and all. True story 12178. Okay, strange encounter with a stranger. Strictly taxi driver without the mohawk, but the same motionless words, the same incantations of drivenless desire. Preceded by aloof disinterest, I was trapped. It was 3 a.m., taxi riddled in snow, police staring, snow-blinding nightness. Wheel, of course, it only spins. I didn't know you. We smoked a joint in an empty vantage. The clouds fell with twisting snow that swept. You said, are you into S&M? The fare was $3, but you wanted a beating. Well, I got out. I heard you call my name. Did it get lost in a drift? I think of being scared. You'd come back and shoot me. But I guess you were just looking for a good time. The smell of the atmosphere fills people's brains up, and they don't have much room up there to begin with. 
Carbon monoxide, a night-blooming jasmine, think like a truck, act like a flower. I'm going to kill you. After 10 days of disco mindless boogie t-shirts, I'm going to kill something. Almost everybody wears the ugliest clothes with haughty relief to be hidden along the path of least resistance. Ugly Jews sniveling cocaine with gold chains and arguing of pitifully small amounts of nothing. Loaded Italians swollen with self-righteousness, choked with pinky rings extended and their faces blank with city banks. I am in the Valley of Tinsel. Raymond Chandler and Jackie Gleason could never dim the charisma that is Black Randy. I've been every place, done everything, charming Black Randy. Not a gentleman, definitely a wolf, if ever there was one. My scary visions of my drunken grandmother, because our grandmother looked exactly like Black Randy, falling downstairs, cloud the haze of adoration. Sincerely, with cigarette burns on the wrist, Black Randy, Duke of Earl at 13. This has to be the end of the line. Nothing left to reconstruct. Faceless brains with no commitment. Birds chirping senselessly in the ignorant dawn. The sky produces sons like welfare mothers. No meaning, just one after another. A future of restricted reason and the ability of courage gone numb. My knuckles crack with disillusion. I cannot think of why this should not be the near the end of the line for me. The misuse of fate, destiny, chance, and defiled. Every discarded t-shirt a symbol of hell to pay. Why me? That's what they all say as they crumple, feeling worthless at age 13 times 2, deaf and dumb. The world's been struck by hit and run. Sun shining brightly where there used to be a moon, so what? Life is living towards death, piece by piece, approaching the living end. I think it's all relative, but I'm not sure of the significance of discovering that life is cheap. My clothes are closing in on me, tighter and more difficulty breathing. I want to be like those people who think the sky crashes down when they die. But what the heck?
this is. And there's a bullet in this barrel that's just waiting to bite your back. Now spread them wide. So help me, I'll send you to visit Jesus.
your hands, behind your back. We're going to give you some bracelets to wear, but they won't be diamonds. Jeez, I like to stomp your ass. You reds almost shot you back there you know that what are you people gonna learn huh talk too much that makes me damn mad when you talk too much I was ready to put lead in your brain you know that
damn mad. I'd rather take you to the morgue. Exercise A. And three, just raise up really four, slowly. Five, six, and seven, just easily back down. Eight, and one. And now B. Two, three. And raise up as high four, as you can get. Straighten the arms. Six, seven, and slowly back down. Eight, and one. And we're on C. Arms three, clasped behind.
I told we are streaming right now on mutiny radio.fm San Francisco's own. There's actually several, one of many internet streaming radio stations from the beautiful <laughs> the city of San Francisco one. here in the Mission District. We are on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Why don't you go on a Sunday and listen to us live? Not live, but it streams first. Or Subscribe to our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-G. We also have a YouTube channel, yeah. and you can find that at L-W-A-F-L-M. Why do I smell toast? O-Y-T. All right, so we the premise is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, the audience. You listen to our podcast and watch the video sound off at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Okay, today we will be watching Who's That Girl? Who's That Girl, 1987? That's what you put in the Yes. Yeah. Okay, how can I find Who's That Girl on YouTube? Uh, you'll go it? to, yeah, the channel that's hosting it is actually YouTube Movies and TV, and that's bad news for us because there will be ads. If you're right. watching on YouTube, that's no problem. But if you're listening at home, and you're syncing with us. So sorry, you're going to have to skip ad as soon as you can. We're, we're, we're calling it. We're not very good poker players. We're laying it down on the table. This week's episode may not sync up exactly. There's going to be lag. Right now we're buffering. So just just bear with us. Enjoy the show this week. But next week we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back to normal. How about that? Making promises I can't keep. Uh, well, all right. You've never done it before. You can keep it. So I'm very excited. Normally we have a celebrity comedian do our countdown that launches into the movie. But actually, you know, let's let's back up. If you do want to watch it again, go to Who's That Girl 1987 on YouTube. You will find YouTube itself is hosting it as YouTube's movie and TV. Click the link. Let that commercial play. And then when it plays, let it buffer. And then when it's done, hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. That's so as much I, work. What a chore! If God, there's only something effort. to distract us while we did that. 
So um, we're really excited. We normally have a celebrity comedian do a countdown, and when they say go, all of us, audience and us, will hit play, and we'll watch the movie together in sync. Today we have a different guest. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Andrew Smith. Yay! I've never had an ovation like that. <laughs> well, I'm very happy to have you on. Uh, Adam Spiegelman, a mutual friend, hooked us up here together. Right. Right. And I brought you to work together. He, he uh, Adam got got me the um, uh, the um, the t the tape of uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee Jones. Wow! Now yeah. that's a friend. That's a that's, friend. There's a friend. Yeah. Now you. And talk. I guess you worked with him on the View. Is that right? Yeah, on the View. Gotcha. Now the reason I have you on today is you are a co-author of the film that we're going to watch today called Who's That Girl. So that's now I'm going back to like 87, but earlier than that, of course, you wrote it. You wrote it with a guy named Ken Finkelman. And I'm wondering, did you know this was going to be a Madonna vehicle or were you just writing? No, something? no, no. no. You, wait, well, let, let's start at the beginning. Okay. I, I wrote a, a, a spec script, a spec script called Slammer. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I and I and they sent it around, or my agent sent it around, and and Warner Brothers picked it up or something, and uh, they they were obviously looking for something for for Madonna, and uh, and but the first problem, the first problem was um, that um, her her boyfriend um, at the time, what's his name? John Penn. John Penn was in the Slammer, and so they they couldn't <laughs> call it Slammer. So so all of a sudden she didn't want to call it Slammer because she thought it was it would reflect badly on um, on uh, uh, Sean. Sean, yeah. And uh, then um, so she, and then she had a new a new record coming out or a new song called Who Who's That Girl? So that's how it got called Who Who's That Girl. So I, uh, I they, so I had my first meeting over there, and I remember the uh, Peter Goober. I guess it's who who I met with, um, uh, and he his first note was uh, to to change the um, the make of the car uh, that uh, the guy uh, you know drove from. Um, I think I had a BMW, and yeah. and he, and he wanted to to change. To, he insisted on a change to Mercedes. Gotcha. That's his first note. The first thing. That's on his, his first mind? note. That's his first. I'll never forget it. And I went, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I I, I should have known that my days were numbered, because then they 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 promptly two things that they tried to do. My, my script slammer was a very simple script and it was a, uh, um, about a guy who, who um, is, is working for a lawyer. He, he's a lawyer. Do, do you know, I mean, do you know the story? Well, I've seen the film, uh, so I know that story. I know sometimes the script does not, you know, the yeah. film doesn't. Well, the, the, the story I had was this, this guy, this elderly man, uh, very proper and 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 well to do, 
um, uh, at one point did a, a pro pro bono uh, job and defended uh, a, a woman, uh, and but he didn't do a very good job, and she went to jail. Right. So, so now she was getting out of jail. Her, her she had served her time, and she was getting out of jail. And he was afraid that she was going to cause trouble in, in his life. So he he assigned this kid who was working for him, a junior lawyer, to go and pick up this gal and take her to the um, uh, the bus stop and put her on a bus and make sure she goes to, to personally, to, yeah, to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to to. To Toledo or wherever she was going to go. <laughs> okay. So, so that was, and then you know, and and then craziness ensues and so forth and so on. But when they got the the script, Warner Brothers decided that that it was a, a romantic comedy. And I mean, this is how Hollywood thinks. You know, they decided it was a romantic comedy, and and the best romantic comedy was bringing up baby. Ah, this is how the cougar shows up. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I remember when I when I went to see it, when, and I only saw it once. Mm -hmm. When I went went to see the film, I thought, "What the, what, what's going on here?" You know, I I, I didn't I didn't do anything. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they they promptly fired me and uh, on my own script, and so Ken Ken and. Uh, Finkelman and I never met, and uh, oh, that was going to be my question. Okay, and I, I, I don't know, but also Andy Borowitz, uh, not Andy Borowitz, uh, Andy Breck, Andy Breckman, uh, -huh. uh, uh, who I wrote with on Saturday Night Live, also worked on the film. Okay, which I, and which I, 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 anyway, and and he's a very broad guy, and and he and he's very funny, and and used to write for uh, 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 Letterman and um, but I, I never met any of these guys and I never saw the film and and then I remember at one point and this is when I was still working on the film still had a job they said um, uh, we, we, we want you to go see a film by the guy who's going to direct it and the guy that was going to direct it uh, I can't remember his his name uh, Richie, yeah. or it's um, um, so sorry. Uh, Foley, James Foley, who was James a Foley. James Foley had had directed a, a lot of her videos, right? Yeah, and so and they said, but well, go and see a film of, of of that his his latest film, James Foley's latest film. Now, James Foley's latest film was horrific i mean it was it was like what the hell what what's going on here i mean this is supposed to be a, i'm i thought i was doing a comedy and, <laughs> and you know foley was into murder and yes. killing and dismembering and whatever i don't know so th that that i should have known then that uh, I, I and but and and again I, I i got taken off the film because that's what hollywood does they always sure. say you know, fire the writer, and uh, and they put on two two more writers. So that's it. So I guess that must have been at close range, which was the only thing he had done previously with Sean Penn in it. Yeah, yeah at, at at close range, where they're shooting people in the face. 
I remember, I remember that they was here. I went, this is comedy. What? You know, so they, there was trouble right from the start because M Madonna insisted on uh, uh, Foley. Yeah. And, uh, and Foley is a good director, I guess, but, but certainly not a comedy director. You know, no. he would go on to do Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And that's certainly no comedy, but it's it's a good film. And um, he would do, um, well, other films with big stars, but nothing really so striking. Now, you get a credit in the film, not just screenplay, but also story by. Well, that, that, that's sort of a guild thing, you know, uh, where they try to protect the original writer. And mm -hmm. since it was a spec... And uh, they, you know, they, they say, you know, we'll, we'll give you a story by and, and half the screenplay or whatever, you know. I mean, they, that, that's like a nice thing that the Guild does. They, they protect the original writer. Gotcha. You know? Now, when you went to see the film, it was very different from your script. Maybe story by isn't fair, even though it's on paper. What did they retain from the script? I mean, she's getting out of jail. Uh, this guy goes to pick her up. He's actually driving a Rolls Royce, right? Not a yeah, yeah, yeah. a Rolls Royce, right? Or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was that was Goober's number one note. <laughs> yeah. So what? Um, what? When you saw the film, what in the film did they retain from your original script, well, and you were proud of? Well, you know, I'll, I'll I'll tell you the truth, and um, I actually tried to sell resell slammer again uh -huh. because so little had been used uh -huh. in the in the final film that i thought oh i i can sell this thing again you know why not you know and uh um um it, it, so I, I can't remember what they retained but they didn't retain much and and, yeah. and, the, and the cougar and the thing and i and the and the debutantes and all that remember right. the debutantes the debutantes. I, I didn't have any of that stuff. Gotcha. You know, it was anyway. It it was a, a disaster. Now, did you a personal disaster? A what? personal disaster, but a did you enjoy the film? Yeah, because because had it been a hit, of course I, I I'd be dining <laughs> out on it. You know, it certainly you know. was not a hit. Madonna does not really light up the screen. I mean, she was a big pop star, but she just. Really, the camera didn't like her. She's not, I don't know, maybe yeah. she's not so pretty. What did you think of the film, though? I, I thought it was a piece. I, I, what do you mean? Can we speak? Uh, yes, it's this I is thought it was a piece of shit. I thought, I mean, in, in all due respect to the other writers, I mean, it, it, it was a mishmash. It was, it, it was nothing. It, it didn't work. It did not work. And 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 slammer worked uh if they if they sure you know i mean they they they, they they bought the they bought slammer for a reason and i made a lot of money on it i guess yeah, but but uh um uh, but it was it, it was awful and and on the, on the other hand like i said if it had been a hit it, it would have uh, you know i, I, I <laughs> Right. It would be all, all different. You know? <laughs> We'd be having a very different interview. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was looking at your career, and I was surprised. You only won two Emmys. That's it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think I only – I think 
I don't know. I was nominated all the time. And, well, and... times. But that's 10 losses. You only have two Emmys. <laughs> Is that all? I, I guess I... I guess I do only have two 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 Emmys. I don't know. We were nominated, you know, because I was working for the View. Yes, right. You know, which is uh, trouble, and uh, and then they fired me from the View. You know, I've okay. I've been fired from every job that I've ever had. That's great. In, in, That's a great. In, including who's that girl? I was fired from that. You know, what a terrific track record. That's really yeah, and it's consistent. Now, I want to let the audience know about something you do on Instagram, and I checked it out after talking with you. It's called The Morning Lines, yeah, and it's that's right. really clever. You take whatever's going on currently, and you just you sort of like do stand-up. I mean, you, you craft jokes out of it and give your view. Tell me about this. Well, I, I, I did it in, in order to get a job. I, I wanted to get a job in late night because I started, you know, my first job was with The Tonight Show. Okay. And and uh, and I, you know, writing monologue for Carson, and uh, um, uh, and and so, but I couldn't because I'm too old or something like that. But and I I couldn't break into late late night. I didn't know how to do that. And if anybody oh, yeah. sees this and they want to hire me, please. <laughs> I'm 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 not too proud to beg. Anyway. Uh, but I, I did it originally as a um, as an audition piece, you know. Gotcha. And it's had legs, though. There's over a hundred of them. Uh, you've well, been doing well, it for a I, long. I started time. out. It, it started out the uh, uh, Corona. Uh, it started out in twenty. I mean, so I've been doing it for four years. Oh, four years. Gotcha. Four years. Uh, yeah. It was uh, started out as the uh, going viral. That that was the first. Uh, 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 <laughs> going viral, then uh, then the daily dose, but uh, but I kept r running into daily doses of uh, of uh, uh, religion. You know, they, they oh. were daily daily religion dose, and so then I came up with uh, morning lines, um, plural, uh, and and that seems to work. Uh, now people will find that on Instagram, it's Andrew Smith Writer, one word, Andrew right. Smith Writer, that's or, how I got it. Or, or Facebook, I think it's just Andrew Smith, and or, uh, or YouTube, uh, Andrew Smith 899 or something. Okay, Andrew Smith, now everyone at home is poised to watch this great film that you wrote, kind of story, right? This great film at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Andrew Smith, and give us that celebrity countdown. Okay, countdown. Three, two, one, go. Wow, that was great. Thank you so it much, uh, and Andrew. Right? Andrew Smith, that's right. That's right. Hey, he's, he's got a writing credit on this. Uh, as story by, you know, he's also got the screenwriting credit, but I'm saying because it was his original script, he's got yeah. story by, even though this that's great. I don't know. Story. We're going to be, I'll be listening to this interview later, but does he talk about Ken Finkelman, the co-writer? He never met the man. He talks about that. Okay, great. Well, I look forward to the interview. So, <laughs> This is kind of nice. Usually I hate when movies have animations in the end credits that show scenes of the movie. 
Yeah. You ever see that like in game night? They like, yes. they'll, they'll, yeah. So this is like an animation that you were telling me it shows the actual story before the movie starts. Right. The backstory. Right. So what we see here is like a boyfriend of Madonna, whose name is Nikki, and bad guys. Okay. And the boyfriend's mixed up with the bad guys. Now the boyfriend gets pictures of like a rich guy doing something bad. Okay. He's got pictures of it and uh puts it in a safe deposit box and then madonna innocently uh, like the bad guys come and like kill him put him in the trunk you know and then she just gets in the car and starts driving unbeknownst to her there's some dead guy in the trunk her boyfriend and the cops arrest her and she gets thrown in the slammer i don't know how i would feel if my boyfriend was dead in the trunk uh, Goober Peters. Does he talk about Goobers and Peters? <laughs> no. Andrew Smith. There he is. There he is. Thank you, Andrew. Lose your ca- closed captioning for the nice audience. You want me to take it off? Oh, you okay? If actually, if you think it enhances the experience for the audience, you can leave it on. It enhances the experience for me, Carl. I finally get to know <laughs> what the fuck's going on. All right. I'm all about AI and enhancements. Okay. Here she is, innocently driving. Yeah. Cops, whoa! Do we know any James Foley? God, that name sticks out. He's our director, and he was Madonna's request. He was the best man at the marriage of Sean Penn and Madonna. They're good friends. Which which was after this movie, right? No, no, it was before. Sean Penn and Madonna are married, and Sean Penn is in jail right now at this moment. How ironical. She's in jail, too. Now, Andrew Smith says that, okay, this is the guy from Dirty Harry. This is, are you feeling lucky, punk? Do you feel lucky? Well, do you? Um, Wearing the the same suit. (laughs) The internet claims that Madonna wrote the song, or whoever wrote it, Who's That Girl? And she thought it was a better title. But Andrew Smith thinks that it's because Sean Penn was in the Slammer at the time. They the didn't movie wanna... was supposed to be called Slammer. Yes. Yeah. Internet says a terrible title. They went with the song instead. You're saying it's because her husband was in the Slammer at the time. Yeah. Well, that's what Andrew Smith is saying. And also, <laughs> it was Madonna. See, there was they were filming in December, and there was a big snowstorm, so they had to take a break. So she started working more on her soundtrack and who's that girl was going on and she thought it was a better title and whatever right. you say madonna <laughs> yeah right okay. simon donna got it well i mean slammer is like it sounds like two words to me yeah yeah look at that skyline beautiful <laughs> now this is an exotic animal there's only like four in the world now in the real life it's a cougar in the movie, it's a blah, 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 blah. I forget. Big so cat. Same, somebody has sent a messenger to pick up, unbeknownst to him, this cougar. As a bike messenger, you have to wear that cap in New York City. Now, who's the guy in the center, Mike? Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello. Hey, Papa just wants what's good for you. <laughs> Don't preach. Don't preach. Papa, don't preach. Hey, it's Griffin. Griffin Dunn. This is Loudon. Loudon. 
he is in he's a lawyer at an expensive place he's he, one of his tasks is to get this cougar to this rich guy who loves in helping endangered species so i'm so of course i love he having sends a messenger you know yeah hey carl i love having stubble as like one of the great things about being a guy but look at griffin dunn man baby smooth what a shave yeah i have well, the best shave in the movie goes to griffin dunn absolutely if there was a opposite if there was an oscar for okay well here's our on the left is wendy worthington the the guy that loud the woman that loudon is gonna marry and on the right is the mom who's our star trek connection she was in the whales episode in san francisco the the whales movie right in san francisco right movie uh star trek four we found spock what's up <laughs> yes that's right i don't you remember who you are the hell i can the hell i, <laughs> I forget hey look he's they're putting on a top hat yes well it is a they're not they're they just pretty you know he's a intern so they're using monopoly money so <laughs> here's he your shoe this doesn't fit iron not your... leather so is that robert this is all arrangements for the wedding you know, getting him sized and fitted and all that sort of stuff. Was that Arliss in the room? Robert Wall himself? I don't know the answer. Did I pronounce Arliss right? It has two money signs at the end. Is it Arliss or <laughs> Ari Money Money? I'm not with you, Mike. Is that the name of the Monopoly guy or something? No, there was a, a HBO show in the 80s and 90s about a sports guy named Arliss. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And it starred Robert Wall, who I think is in the room right now. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of, like, cameo cast things in here that I missed in my research, and that might be one of them. Another one is Stanley Tucci. We just passed the scene in which he was in. Do you know that? What? Name? Really? That's so crazy. He was not a famous person at this point, you know? Yeah, well, they passed the, the Tucci on the left-hand side. It never got work. <laughs> That's right. They would pass the Tucci. <laughs> I think your makeup's fine. Yeah, um, and also I think one of the other guys is a Toby uh is a British actor that was in a bunch of Lord of the Rings movies. Look at Madonna. Yeah, and did you see she's got the safety deposit box key? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Oh, jailhouse. It does, rock. it does make sense. It does make sense. No, but, it doesn't make sense. When you go okay. to jail, you have to take your necklace and put it in that manila envelope. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. It doesn't make sense. Because she's gonna get her manila envelope. Right. She'll get her manila. Ooh, sexual tension and cut it with a knife at that jail. Now this is dad. Dad Worthington. Okay. And dad oh, oh, oh dad. Nope. Uh, ad, bad ad. We don't like you. Uh, phone app. Okay. But, but, all right, here now we go. Here's the dad. dad. Now, this is Daddy Warbucks. It's his name is Warbucks. We are at we are eight oh seven right now. If you're following along. Okay. And I'll um, let you know when we get to eight fifteen, eight thirteen, eight fourteen, eight fifteen. Uh, hopefully, we're all synced up. We're not. Okay, we're so. Not. Now, this is the guy who was in the incriminating photo. He made some kind of deal with the bad guys. 
I, I'm not really following what it was, but it's enough for you to know they've got a photo of him. It'll put him in jail. It's he also has a Rolodex. What's on the photo that's so incriminating that they have to jail somebody for? How long was she in jail with the dead body boyfriend? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. She was in jail for four years, apparently, and this is murder. So what the hell? But, I mean, this guy right here is singing the glass. I think he's a British actor I've seen in other stuff. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's a great example of one of the – I. I when I'm scrolling through it, you saw all these faces you know, yeah. and I just don't have all day. <laughs> you know, I couldn't. Okay, this is the prenup. Now, here's what wow. we missed. Worthington was on the phone with someone learning about Nikki's release. He knew that she was getting on a bus to go to Philadelphia, where she's from. And if she does, everything's fine for him. But if she doesn't, she could be causing trouble for him. So she's going to send Loudon... To go get Madonna, Nikki on the bus. All right, that's what we're going to learn. Now, right now, he has he's being forced to sign a prenup, and it includes <laughs> sexual positions that aren't allowed. I saw, yeah, I saw that. It's weird. That's my adult coloring book too. <laughs> Not only yeah, I love prenup, these adult coloring books, right? Yeah, it's it relieves stress. <laughs> What you know will release stress? Crayons and color. <laughs> Not whacking off. <laughs> Whoa, I never even thought of that. I'll be right back. <laughs> that never occurred to me. <laughs> what, these, why am I only crayons? This is the only red crayon in my hand. It's so funny how in your 50s, whacking it doesn't even occur to you. You know, uh, you, hey, you just fall asleep. You're reading a book, you know. You're taking a shower, and the next thing you know, you're out of the shower. Yeah, you're clean. You're drying yourself <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I forgot. Yeah. I, you know, I'm the same. At lunch, I take a nap. That's it. Now, All Worthington right. is laying this bullshit trip on Loudon that they're, they do charity work, pro bono kind of work. And one and of it Madonna's is never. I don't believe it. Madonna's never been pro bono. No, she he's a competitor, she feels. Yeah. Actually, I guess she he wasn't in the day because when in the 80s when she was getting big and they were like boy and war, you know what I mean? They had they weren't big mega pop stars like today. Well, I think they were kind of quote unquote underground just as much as Madonna was at a certain point. So, you she know, we, we all knew who YouTube and Madonna was back you know, in the early 80s. You know, like, her songs, I don't know. They don't make any sense, like. They don't need to make sense. It's a bonita... okay, borderline. Your love is on the borderline. What does it mean? Yeah. Like, you're about to fall in love with me? You just Things, things are in trouble, buddy. In my love. <laughs> Over the borderline. What does it mean? You push Doesn't matter. It's a good song. What is it? You got to keep on pushing, my love. They're having What's a frail relationship. About? Like express yourself, right? And then the next yeah, thing I don't she know does, what that's about. does is a hundred percent opposite. Material girl, like it's like go for love. I, I don't know. I could never. Which, okay. What's your What's your favorite Madonna song? Don't I um. 
You mean like I, if I, you know, choose which is the best of them? Because there's no. Yeah, right. It's karaoke. You got to sing a Madonna song. Which one do you sing? Looks, you got cigarettes. Where do the fucking cartons come from? Well, it's jail, jail currency. Oh, I got it. Something, uh, something bonita. Oh, they're talking about the fish, the bonita. Now you see the Rolls Royce. Yes. It is not a BMW. Replace the Parker Rolls. Not a Bentley. He's going to put that that cougar in the Rolls? There's well, he's Annie got Ayala. no choice. First of all, he doesn't know it's a cougar yet. He, see, he's so ignorant about it. He's on the phone with them earlier, and he's like, listen, don't let it out of its cage, okay? And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yikes. It's the BC Boys opening for Madonna. <laughs> My brother has a, a funny joke. He told me this like 20 years ago, so all due respect to Danny, the late Danny Aiello. But a man walks into his house, and he sees his wife is sleeping with Danny Aiello. And the guy goes, Danny Aiello, what are you doing? And Danny Aiello says, well, I got a stint on S uh, CSI, uh, and then I'm doing a movie in upstate New York. You know, that's hilarious because you could do that with any – like I could say, like I walked in and Anthony Quinn was banging my wife. <laughs> Anthony Quinn, what are you up to? Well, I'm doing Late Night with Anthony Quinn at the Lucid. There you go. <laughs> Boom! My brother wrote us another joke. Thank you, Adam. I'm stealing Thank that. Thank you, video. Adam. Oh, this is why I paid money. Come on, Madonna. Put on the lipstick. Okay, so she is out on parole, and it's frustrating to